Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Bud Pod. One, nine, one. One, nine, one. Good, fine, fun. <laughs> With us, your, pod, your, your buds in your ears, having fun again. Yeah, good. How have you been, Pierre? How are you feeling? I am. Uh, I've I've got um, generic wi- uh, a generic winter illness. Right. Yeah. Which is the yeah. If the cold, this the Halloween costume of the cold. Exactly. Or if COVID or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> generic winter. Yeah, if you can't afford generic winter sickness. They can't afford the rights. They can't afford the rights to the cold. No. No, I've got generic uh, winter sickness. I've got generic winter sickness. GWS. Um, and you know what else I'm sick of, Phil? I'm sick of how many tickets I'm selling for my Soho Theatre run. Wow. Yeah. Uh, is it going well? Yes. Um, if you're sitting, Excellent. listening to this thinking, oh, yeah, I need to remember to do that. Um, you better do it quite soon, especially if you want to come on one of the sort of, like, what would you call them? Like weekendy days? Is Friday the weekend? It's not really. Half of it is. Yeah, the Friday night's the weekend. The weekend starts... As far as I'm concerned, 5 p.m. Friday. <laughs> Although, if I'm being truly honest, Pierre, it's more like Thursday too. Yep. But yes. Uh, yes, so uh, those dates in particular, um, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of times, are. Um, you're down to not very many. And even the Mondays and Tuesdays are looking pretty tight. So you better get on it, guys. Um, Get on it. If you live- In the words of Emperor Palpatine himself, do it. Do it. Get on it. Do it. Get down. Get down and do it. Um, <laughs> but if you are not in or near London, um, then don't worry, because also, Phil, as well as joining you on some of the dates of your tour in spring in autumn of next year, Fal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will be touring the country, Oxford, Brighton, Cambridge, Birmingham, Bristol, Exeter, York, Leicester, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Newcastle, Coventry, Southend, Norwich, crossing over to a different country to go to Dublin, and then back to the UK for Leeds, Sheffield, Lincoln, Northampton, Nottingham, Bath, Salford. Wow, what a, what a tour. Yeah. What a treat for these United Kingdoms. For these United Kingdoms of ours, I will be finally coming to where you live in a way that you can be aware of and remember um, in autumn. You shall be uniting them uniting them further with mirth. Exactly. And uh, all the tickets are on sale apart from a couple of places. So just check my website or my pinned tweet or pinned Instagram post, um, and schedule it into your fucking lives, please. And if not, then come see it in Soho Theatre in January. You won't have to wait till the leaves turn brune again. You can just see it fresh in the spring. Well, January's not the spring, but, you know, in the new year. Yeah. 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 So that's... But I guess when you tour, when you tour, it'll be a different show from the one you're doing now. 
Well, when I tour, it'll actually... Because, you know, when you tour, you sort of do 45 minutes-ish and then an interval, then 45 minutes. Mm, some do. Yeah, but, like, that's, like, a standard, like, if you bought, like, touring package from, like, Asda, that's what it would be. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to do that in the sense that the first half will be the show I'm doing at Soho, and the second half in autumn will be the new show. So it's actually two shows for the price right, yeah. of Uno. Oh, very good, very good. And the shows are sequels a to, to one. What well, the second half is a sequel to the first half, so it's also like it's connected. Wow! Yeah, that's a dream. That's the dream. That's exactly what you want. Hmm. So that's um, that's how I am, Phil. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> My washing machine has broken again. What it's kind? Broken of- again. <laughs> We're kind of broken. <laughs> it's giving me error message. Error. E01. Not E01. means that E01, the first of all errors, the original error. <laughs> um, the, it's original sin. It's the original sin of the washing machine world, E01. Um, it's water leaking into the base. No. Yes. Leaky and drum. I've had someone come over. Leaky drum, who is a fantastic percussionist from... Uh, <laughs> from the 50s leaky drum. <laughs> um but he uh, he the washing machine I, I had someone come over look at it just like no no a, he a, a, the washing machine he is sick <laughs> yeah i i bet in the I, I i bet in the latin languages washing machines have a gender yeah Although they're probably she, they're so, they, if, if it's a, this, this, you know how those mediterraneans can be about the old ladies but i it's EO one, and I got I got a randomer over from Task Rabbit. Oh, and he came over and had and and it's like I I think I was just pissing about with it. I should have just gone for a proper. I was gonna say like engineer. So you just went. I know. I'm gonna I get know. another member of the public in here. See what they think. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he sort of he fixed it for maybe two weeks. Oh really? Uh, what, what did he do? By, I'm but, amazed he fixed it for any weeks. Yeah, well, he just drained it and then and said, make sure to put it on a drain and spin cycle every so often to clear it out, which sounded like nonsense to me at the time. And I think it is nonsense because the, the machine will do that. It will. Anyway, is this good radio? <laughs> and then I and so now I've booked a proper engineer um, to come and, and take a look because it needs it needs it needs it needs someone from the family, you know? Yeah, that's it. To come over and have What's a look. The, it's it's the, the appliance mafia. Yeah, it is. It is. They don't let you know the secrets. It's it's like the Chinese silk industry in in the in, in the what the seventeenth century. Yes, where exactly. it was punishable by death <laughs> to tell anyone how silk was made. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. The same thing for same thing for smeg washing machines. Yeah, I can I just I just did something very stupid, Phil, and I dropped a pin on the floor. So that's going to enter my foot later. That's good. Oh, no. What kind, what kind of head are we talking? Like a brightly colored one or just a flat? Annoyingly a white one. one. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I had the same thing with the uh, dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Dishwasher, he became very sick. Um, right. Okay. And he, because when he was washing yeah. the dishes, he would dribble on the floor. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, it's so de- yeah. It's very sad when when they get to that age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and it, uh, it was allegedly it got fixed, and now but now he's dribbling again. But he doesn't dribble every time. It's just sometimes, as if he's trying to keep me on my toes. Maybe it's only if you're washing dishes that have had a lot of lemon on them. Yeah, if if, if the food if the food that was on the dishes was particularly delicious. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He becomes <laughs> the dishwasher becomes the drooling emoji. Yeah, the dishwasher go oh rum, rum, rum. yeah, really enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah so that's uh, all I do these days is just house shit I swear there's always some <laughs> fucking thing to fix or someone to call or something to book or something to wash or something to clean or something to move I thought I thought this would set me free Pierre to live my life yeah and it hasn't yeah imagine having a pet and a kid on top of this I I don't know how how people manage I really don't it's it's astonishing, isn't it? And you can see why in countries where the renting system isn't a Victorian war crime that people prefer to rent. <laughs> a Victorian war crime is... Yeah, people are leaving London, man. I have friends who are moving out of London just because they can't afford the rent anymore. It's bad. Yeah, the whole thing's fucked. And then, you know, you look over at somewhere like Germany where the majority of the population rent, and it's because... You know, they've got some German corporate landlord whose entire profit margins are so thin that they have to help manage and have a plumber on 24-hour call for like a thousand flats at once. So it's like, you can't just be like some fucking guy called Barry renting a slum to a clown like we know. Mm. 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 Well, I mean, in Germany, uh, there are much stricter rules about what landlords have to do. Yeah, they've, they have so many like requirements and duties that the, it lowers the... It's not worthwhile to do it as a private individual. It's very unusual, apparently. Yeah. If you're just renting out something, people are like, oh, really? All, right. All the red tape and fees and insurance and um, yeah. Whereas London is like the fucking yeah. wild west. You want a room? It's two dollars a month and just like a wooden cabin or something. Just yeah, no it's rules. weird. Some some elements of British society and so the economy are real, sort of still very buccaneering, yeah. like far less regulated than you'd expect from Britain. The home of rules. <laughs> well, the home of rules following, but also the home of sort of fudging things. That's true. That's true. The home yes, of fudge. The home of fudge. Mm. Much less tasty than it sounds. No, I realized, by the way, why every now and then growing up in the British Isles, I would go, wait, I like fudge, don't I? I think I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, every time I have a piece of fudge, I'm like, Oh my god, why don't I eat fudge every day, all the time? And then I have a second bite, and I'm like, oh, it's a bit much, actually. Well, see, I had a different thing, because... Well, it's different, similar but different. Where I would go, but I swear I like fudge. I swear I think it's good. And then someone would be like, oh, do you want some fudge? There's a fudge, or there's like a a gift shop. There's fudge in the gift shop. And I would buy it, and I'd eat it, and I'd go, ugh, this isn't fudge. <laughs> and everyone would be like, well, yes, it is. Look, it's labeled, and... I was being gaslit by right. by Big Fudge. Um, well, ten, yeah, a great uh, bassist. Uh, technically, it can't it can't officially be called Fudge unless it comes from someone who has really sort of cut corners and made compromises <laughs> in the processing. Is that um, where the name the name is from? Is that it's supposed to be a cake, <laughs> but they fudged it? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I realized, um, Phil, in South Africa, what we thought of as fudge, or certainly me and a couple of other South Africans who I've talked to about this, it's tablet. Right, right. Scottish treats. Like, uh, okay. 
Ah, I see. So they have to be called tablets if they're in Scotland. Well, it's a different thing to fudge, but it, like we thought, we knew it as fudge. Yeah. So every now and then, uh, like I had, I it made I only figured this out this like year, and then the, it made sense of the fact that years ago in Edinburgh during the fringe, I ate some tablets, and I was like, finally some real fudge, and never thought I was a fucking idiot. So what you like, what you actually like is tablet. Yeah, it turns out. Mystery solved. Yeah. But for ages as a kid, I was like, but I like fudge, but why do I hate this so much? It's quite a good name for a a metal band, don't you think? Tablet. 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 Um, With big fudge on bass. Hey, speaking of um, country of rules, have you seen, have you seen the news from China? A lot of protests in Shanghai over the lockdowns. It's incredible. Not just Shanghai, all over the country, but Is but the most astonishingly in Shanghai because people there are rich and are they? there are a lot of police. It's the richest city in China and um, and a business hub, of course. And what's interesting about the protests is that it's not it's working class, middle class, rich, uh, all all strata of society really, because it's you know they've all been unified by these same rules and because they've. They've still got like full, absolutely massive lockdowns, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Three years on, they still, they still have like full lockdowns. And it was started by this. The protests were kicked off by um, a fire in a block of apartments in the Xinjiang city of Urumqi, and because of lockdown quarantine measures, people couldn't get out while the building was on fire, uh. and ten people died. And they were just, they were trapped by COVID restrictions. Like, like I think, it's, I, I've read this, people were like welded, welded in, like their doors were welded shut. It's fucking cr- crackers. Well, if the Chinese were going to do something and, like that to people, it would be somewhere like Urumqi, where they're busy doing the genocide anyway. So it's probably like in for a penny for them. Yeah, but I don't, th- I don't think the people were Uyghur. No, think, no. There's, there's, of course, a big, there's a big Han, there's a big Han Chinese population in Xinjiang as well. Um, there certainly is now, Philip. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, but it's quite extraordinary. I mean, this is once in a generation stuff. This is. Do you think these the scale of the protests? Oh, for sure. This is this not this. There hasn't been protests like this since Tiananmen Square. Man, and, okay. And I mean, if you think about it, this is the first Tiananmen Square level protest with smartphones. Yeah. You can't you can't do another Tiananmen Square in a world of smartphones. You would not get away with it. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because the communist, you know, chi- the the Chinese government and the people of China have had a deal for the last few um, decades which is that we live by your rules, but you keep us rich and occupied and happy. And these and zero covid is breaking that deal. So yeah, so it's going to be very interesting how it plays out. I I have to say I'm, I I hope you're right, but I was very cynical seeing some of the pictures. Um, just cynical of what? what of, just sort of going like, well, they're just going to smush this with their big red fists, and then you know whatever. Like I hope uh, that's not yeah, true. But there are there are lots of Chinese people. <laughs> this is a the thing. There are a lot of them, <laughs> and and you know they. You know, rev- you know, pretty big revolutions have happened there before, and yeah. I don't know. And but what's I think what's striking about it is that it's not just one class of people in China; it's all of them. It's this has really gone across class divides. 
and across regions, across regions, big cities, small cities, universities, west of China, um, Shanghai. You know, it's it's mm. all encompassing. So, um, it's yeah, it's and 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 Xi Jinping's kind of cornered himself by really he he is zero COVID now, so he can't if he backs out of zero COVID, he starts to look weak. So it's you know, it's very interesting. I wonder. I hope so, because the, the smartphone thing, you're right, they can't massacre people as much, but the smartphone is, the stuff is also the reason why they just know everyone who was there and can fucking lock them up. Um, yeah. And yeah. we know from from Xinjiang that they're willing, they li- they're willing to literally lock up 400,000 people for a completely random length of time, just because. So I hope that they don't just do that. But I hope that yeah, there's the cracks are, I think me- it's are different. meaningful. I think it's different when the people are Han Chinese. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but it's quite extraordinary time in Iran, China. These things happening. Yeah, I mean the Iran process is still going, and yeah, yes. I wonder. Um, it would be amazing if um. It seems to me like in the Middle East that you either need to be pretend to be friends with Saudi Arabia or pretend to be friends with Iran. That seems to be the general deal. Um, mm. In order to have a big friendly country with a half decent military that has some oil, right? Yeah, it's like when you jo- when you when you go to prison in an American prison, you have yeah. to pick you have to pick one of the gangs just for your own protection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and Saudi Arabia and Iran are completely opposed Shia Sunni. So you have to, you can't have both. You do have to pick one, um, and it would be nice if. Yes, yeah, like when you when you're on your UCAS form, you can only apply to Oxford or Cambridge. Yeah. that's the closest. <laughs> that's the closest equivalent I've ever come to. Yes, and uh, like uh, Pokemon Red or Blue, you can't have both. <laughs> that's always what it reminded me of. Um, yeah, yeah, but imagine if there was some big upheaval in Iran and it became like. If not a perfect democracy, obviously, then at least one as flawed but functioning as, say, India. And then we could be friends with them instead of pretending to be friends with Saudi yeah. Arabia, who are, as we've discussed on this amazing. podcast, mental. It would be amazing. Yeah. But I mean, imagine all these countries being on the same side together. China, Iran, the West. It would, it would, ch- it would change everything. It would be extraordinary. Yeah. There would be no limit to what the human race could achieve, Yeah. I know that sounds a little idealistic of me, but I believe it. As long as no one cries when you make the speech saying that. What do you mean? Well, we were talking about the other day, the crying at speeches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that can mean people are a bit too mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, as long as when you say that, no one listening starts crying, and then you're going to make yourself frightened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, do you think the protesters in China know about each other because they're so strict on the internet this is the interesting thing I was seeing on Twitter earlier you know because you know all the Chinese social media platforms are so thoroughly censored and watched yeah. and controlled but lots of pr- protests are you know popping up in very disparate different parts of the country um, so if they're happening without them even knowing about each other that's really worrying that's true in a way it's more government. significant isn't it um yeah if they don't even know they have this allyship across the country and they're still they're still brave enough because it's they're so brave it makes me really emotional watching it they're just so brave um and yeah so i don't know i think it's pretty significant i mean 
protests in China is really rare, and one of this scale hasn't happened since nineteen was it nineteen eighty nine? Is that? I think it was eighty nine. Yeah, Tiananmen. Yeah. yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, Philip. I hope you're yes. right. Yes, yes. Um, um. Uh, here's some. I've, I've, yeah. I've. I've, I've I've been watching the World Cup. What? I'm very disappointed in myself. Oh, no. I've been watching the games. I'm watching the games. Uh, it's just nice to watch <laughs> some lovely fellas kicking a ball about. <laughs> Who are you even watching? Have you seen the, Ara- have you seen the Iranian team? Ooh. Have they all been uh, what decapitated? A bunch of ho- <laughs> well, if you were going to decapitate, decapitate a team, you could do worse because they're handsome, those guys. <laughs> I wouldn't mind some of them with those heads rolling about. Good looking <laughs> fellas. Each one, the Prince of Persia, I swear to God. Really? So, oh my God, so handsome. Every, every international tournament has the, you know, has a, has a team of fitties. And I think the crown goes to Iran this oh, year, I have to say. Interesting. I have to say, Iran. Saudi Arabia, quite good looking. Um, less less enthusiastic about saying that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, and then then the European sides look, you know, more or less like a a, a bunch of potatoes. <laughs> no, um, come on, Germany. Germany doesn't surely. <laughs> surely Germany looks all floppy and Aryan. Uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, the Germany are quite good looking, I guess. Um, I wouldn't know. I'm trying to. Actually, the English side has a couple of lookers, you know. A couple of sexies. There are a couple of um, sleeve-tattooed sexies on, on the England side. <laughs> sleevey, sleevey sexies. Um, England team. There's one guy on the England squad I think is very good looking. What's his name? Uh, he looks sort of... Uh, I'm scanning through all these lovely fellas right now. <laughs> when I'm when I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Iranian uh, team in the photo, and they are all very sexy. But do you know what they remind me of? Because every every barbers I go to is either like yeah Persian or Turkish or whatever. They they all have like such neat beards and good hair. They look like the wall of options. The wall of options in a barber. Like these are the haircuts we do. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. They look they like all the look heads, like the heads from the other. Just had a haircut. Yeah. Every single time you see them, it looks like they've just had a haircut. Someone was said to me once that you get that high level of grooming with, with Iranian guys, Persian guys, or whatever, a lot of Middle Eastern guys generally, because you have such like dense hair, you can do more with it and mm. you have to do stuff with it. Otherwise, it looks much worse than if you have like wispy blonde hair. Yeah. Like a stray black hair on a face is much more noticeable than a little blonde hair that you can't quite see. You know. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you better. And, get, and it's, you know, yeah, and feel part of like the culture. Um, yeah, all the barbershop to, culture to and stuff. The, the fine thing. oils. And the burning the thing in the ear, burning the little bit of what's it? They burn a little bit of tissue in your ear. A little, to burn, bit of cotton wool out. with flame, flame on it to burn off your little ear hairs, so you don't have a soft little Love. horrible little ear like um, a bald cat Lovely probably. Lovely stuff. A <laughs> bald cat. Um. Uh, Kyle Walker is the name of the England player. Um, I think he's very handsome. He's got like a big, strong jaw. Oh, does he look like um, a sort of a hero from a Pixar film? Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, he looks sort of he looks mixed. 
um, racially speaking. I wonder what he is. He's he's early life. He's more handsome in profile on, than on, dead on. on. Dead on. He looks quite thuggish, Philip. <laughs> Maybe that's my type. Yeah, you like a bit of rough. <laughs> Maybe if you were uh, a, a, a gay gentleman, that's you would be like a sort of uh, those guys who are sort of uh, very high society, but they only sleep with sort of builders and truckers and things. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm like uh, Titus in Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. If anyone's seen that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's of Jamaican descent, apparently. Ah, uh, his dad's Jamaican, his mother's English. There you go. You're like the. Oh, I uh, thought he looked. I look. I thought he looked sort of uh, Middle Eastern. I thought than, so. You're like the. Um, well, Jamaican could be all sorts of things, I suppose, too. Um, yeah. And so could English. They. You're like the mixed race detective. I am. Although this this case has stumped me. <laughs> the affair of the English footballer. Yeah, this is one that has me in the bar just. Drinking Jameson on my own, like <laughs> I thought he was Middle Eastern. Damn it! I must be getting rusty. I would have bet my life that man was Middle Eastern. <laughs> it's okay, Chief. You, we all make mistakes. Not like this. Damn it! <laughs> Not like this. Uh, uh, but but yeah, being. Be, being mixed race can kind of place you in a completely different country yeah. to either of your parents. I met um, a gal recently who was half half Irish and half Goan in Ooh. India. And she looked South American. She looked Latin American. Um, people thought I was Filipino. Yeah. Which is uh, broadly, you know, that broadly makes sense. And your name is Phil. Um, and my name is Phil. That might have been it, really. That might have been <laughs> the only reason. It's really neat sometimes when the two when the, the the two races makes the the kid look like someone from exactly the midpoint between the two parents. Yeah, <laughs> like t- that's really neat. That's really neat. Oh, uh, like uh, mm. okay, so someone from uh, Sudan and someone from Ireland looks Italian. Yeah, that kind of thing. That kind of thing, or someone from. Ireland and someone from Japan, the kid looks like someone from Kazakhstan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's that an easier thing. axis. Land, <laughs> yeah. land bridge. And Axis Powers, one of them. Um, <laughs> have you seen all this about the Japanese fan clearing up after themselves? This becomes a story every time there's an international tournament. It's like, look at these Japanese, wonderful Japanese people clearing up for themselves. Oh, have they done it again? Yeah, they do. They've only kind of done it again, Pierre. After their, their matches, there's the Japanese fans. Even when, like, they won, they went, "Yeah, Japan won." They beat Germany. Um, speaking of the Axis powers, we finally know. Yeah, finally know who's the uh, the more powerful one. They beat them with a Japan won. They beat them with a surprise attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just Japanese players just running head first into german defenders <laughs> with, <laughs> getting a getting a goal by by yeah running head first into the goal with the ball sort of on you yeah injuring yourself completely but still worth it yeah so they so all the they won the japanese fans like yeah and then they and then they calm down and then they just start clear picking up the rubbish and putting them in bags and then even the there's like a before and after photo of japan's dressing room 
and all the footballers wondering about getting changed and then in the, when they left everything they tidied everything into the center piece like the table in the, in the middle of the dressing room um, oh wow and i want it's very yeah it's very impressive do you think the Qataris were watching going like, wait a minute, you're your own slave? <laughs> this is blowing my mind. <laughs> uh, what, you've hidden your passport from yourself? <laughs> yeah. Do they sing... Uh, it's it's uh it's coming home. It's coming. The rubbish is coming home because they're throwing it away themselves at home. <laughs> I saw a funny comment on Twitter. I think from a Scottish person in response to response to this response to the story of the Japanese clearing up after themselves, and he's like, "Big deal. English friends clear up the tables outside pubs in Europe." I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I can't imagine if you wanted to make English fans do that, you'd need to involve the army. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a direct threat. It would um, uh, on all of them. Yeah, the army would have to show up like they do at the end of Shaun of the Dead, just like trucks after trucks after trucks, boots, <laughs> like helicopter. <laughs> this is spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we should probably get onto some correspondence, Pierre. We should a Christmas letter to Bud 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 Santa, Bud Father Father Budmus. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ring, ring, letters, letters emails, emails, phone numbers, talking to Jack and your sister, keep us free, keep us free, keep us free, Father Budmus, ho, ho, ho. Father Budmus. The big... The big red sewage truck has started to make its tour of the country. Yeah, like every year. <laughs> huh. You know, it's not Christmas until the big truck full of shit starts <laughs> driving down to your town. Kids coming and waving it, hold, pinching their noses, yeah. smiling, waving at the truck. Yeah. Holidays are bumming. Holidays are bumming. <laughs> and then you leave out a roll of, a roll of toilet paper and uh, a bin bag. Yeah, 
you leave you leave out a plate of toilet paper oh, for Bud Masanta, and then you come down the next morning and there's shit on it, and you go, "He's been, he's been." <laughs> God, <laughs> that's horrid. <laughs> Instead of coming down the chimney, he comes up the toilet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> Father Budmus is here. Oh my god. Um well we have a story that is definitely the sort of thing Father Budmus would approve of here, Phil. Good, good. Gather round, children. Yeah, it's from L. L the smell. Yeah, she she put actually at the end of her email, L rhymes with smell. It sure does. Way ahead of you. Yeah. So I mean Here's the subject line of this email, Phil. This mm. this is gonna get your attention, I think. If someone whispered this to you in a in a in a high class bar, your ears would perk up. Okay. Okay. Man poops from penis, jizzes from butt. <laughs> That's impossible, <laughs> I reply. <laughs> Yeah, this is the case that gets you off the the misidentification of Carl Walker. Yeah. Yeah, this is what brings me out of retirement. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. But they're saying he poops out of his penis and jizzes, jizzes out of his asshole. Or <laughs> That's impossible. They'll put it like this. They'll go, uh, and you'll be like, I'm retirement. I don't do that anymore. Like, Are you sure it's about a man who uh, poops and jizzes? Wow, what's every man poops and jizzes. Not like this. And I just slide the vanilla <laughs> folder in front of you. <laughs> Let's just say our friend here got himself a little turned around. <laughs> and then I tap the folder and I leave. I put my trilby on and I leave. <laughs> so L says, dear pod fathers. That's nice. Oh, the Podfathers, of course. Mm. Dear Podfather. The Podfather, the Podfather Poo, people say, is better than <laughs> yeah. the first one. Well, and no one likes Podfather P. <laughs> Very upsetting, that film, for the fans. Uh, so, uh, Al says, Dear Podfathers, I read a news article that is right up your alley. Apparently, your pipes Ooh. can get switched around. No, not like this. Mm. So, Not like this. Uh, it's an article in Newsweek. Uh, mm, it's good Newsweek. Yeah. Really concise. Well, it's by Ed Brown, which is good. Perfect. Uh, tech and science it's under, which I, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I guess it's science. <laughs> so the headline is, Man ejaculates from anus, urinates feces for two years before seeking help. Wow, that I mean, if that doesn't encapsulate the male attitude to health, yeah, I don't know what does. Shitting out of your dick for two <laughs> years before you thought you might want to see a doctor, and having a astures. I don't quite believe this story, though, Pierre. This is true. Newsweek is reputable. They wouldn't. They wouldn't post fake news. They wouldn't print fake news. Well, I don't. Would I, they? I think it is possible. Um, 
I, it, I th- you're right, though. I mean, for, for two years, this guy was known as Jizzbutt in the pub before he thought he should look into it. <laughs> so. No, I don't believe it. I don't. Th- I don't see how it's possible, Pierre. <laughs> I don't see how it's possible. And like the, life the finds I mean, a the, way. Uh, so. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> Maybe I just don't want to believe it, but I don't believe it. You'd better believe you live in a world where a man can piss shit and fart jizz, boy. Because you're in one. (laughs) So. (laughs) Doctors have published a case study detailing a man who started ejaculating from his rectum after a previous medical procedure caused complications. There's your answer. Okay, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. All right. Yeah, it's a, it's a incompetent surgeon, maybe. So, uh, the man, aged 33, turned up for medical care after experiencing pain in one of his testicles for the previous five mm. days. Hmm. He also said he had been passing a, quote, substantial amount of urine and sperm from his rectum over the previous two Ugh. years. Ugh. Also, you don't pass sperm, do you? It's more active than that. Yeah, you don't, you, don't, um, you don't pass sperm in the street and just give him a little nod. <laughs> but imagine, like, you're jerking off. You're jerking it, jerking it. You're, um, you're jacking it. You're keeping on jacking yep. it. And then you're like, oh, 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 oh. And then it comes out of your ass. <laughs> Pierre, no. I think it... No, maybe it's quite nice, actually. I think it might have just been like, you know, making its way downtown, just coming out there every now and then <laughs> without the jacket. Just dribbling. Yeah. Just dribbling like, a, dribbling like a basketball player down at your asshole. Yeah. So the man also no. said he'd been experiencing a problem known as pneumaturia. Pneumaturia. Yeah, P-N-E-U, so like pneumatic, pneumaturia, in which people pass gas in their urine. (gasps) I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) I'm learning about things I wish I didn't know about. I hate this. We're almost at episode 200. It's taken this long for us to encounter piss farts. Oh my god, an actual piss fart. The, The We have... We've started to create the world we imagined, Pierre. Yes. yes. We, 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 <laughs> We've we, summoned. We, we were so obsessed with what we could do. We didn't think about what we should do. Yes. We've summoned a kind of um, toilet humor hell into existence through this poor man. This poor man. Um, he also... Yeah, so in which people pass gas in their urine and... Fecaluria, in which people pass bowel matter through their urine. Ugh. I hate... Ugh. No, this makes me sick. You don't want to be doing dick poops. Ugh. Dick poops. Yeah. Former senator. Dick poop, Richard poops. Yeah, Richard poops, uh, senator under <laughs> Nixon. Um, very right-wing dick poops. <laughs> Um, he was Nixon's ambassador oh. to Cambodia. He was a very, very controversial figure, Dick Poops. If you pooped out your, uh, if you pooped out your, your your dick, would you say? And someone said you said you're going to the toilet. Would you say you're going for a number one or a number two? <laughs> I'm, 
I'm going. F- I think this is one of Zeno's paradoxes. Yeah. from ancient Greece. Is it a is it a weir or poo? I'm just off for a one point five. One point five. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. One and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. Uh, I'm just. I'm just off for it for a for a. What would it even be? Fraction-wise. Yeah. Imagine like imagine he's having sex with a gal and like I'm just for a, I'm just, just as early I'm just going for a three over two. <laughs> um imagine maybe that's what you that's what it is when you jizz out your ass is a three over two, right? Yeah. A three yeah. out of a two. But imagine like he's having sex with a gal and he comes out of his asshole <laughs> and like prematurely and he's like, Oh god, so sorry. She can't even say, don't worry, it happens to a lot of guys. Because it doesn't. <laughs> it happens to one guy. She can say, wow, thank you for um, aiming away. But I, <laughs> I didn't know men But I guess also, backwards. like, sex doesn't get much more safe than that, does it? I mean, pregnancy-wise. Yeah. You're going to get a bunch of shit in your vagina, but aside from that, <laughs> you're not going to get pregnant, at least. <laughs> I mean, let's hope not. Some kind of evil fecal baby. Oh no, poo baby, poo baby. Oh no. <laughs> this is how the Antichrist is born. The shit dick man fucks the woman who shat her pussy and the devil's son is born. God, it's like you know how the you know the Minotaur was created yeah. when um the queen of Minos um had sex with um is it? It wasn't. Is it was a bull? I don't think it was Zeus in the shape of a bull. I think it was a just a great big bull. Mm. And they gave birth. She gave birth to the Minotaur. I feel like it'd be similar. You give birth to the Poopator, <laughs> and you'd have to build. You'd have to build a labyrinth to to trap the Poopator in. <laughs> and then when 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 warriors go in to try and defeat the Poopator. They know the poopatoor is getting close because uh, they can smell him. It stinks, no. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yes, that's a stink. The labyrinth is a lot of pipes and you leave a trail of toilet roll behind you to find your way. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I mean, this is... It's, well, Phil, it's awful. This is awful. It, this is awful. Yeah. This is awful. And this is us saying this. Yeah. To poop out your, your dick. Yeah. You'd think this would be Christmas for us. But even we are like, this is too far. <laughs> We're like um, a general of a victorious army who didn't want to win like this. <laughs> Not like this. Um, so, Phil, doctors found that the man's vital signs were normal. The human body is amazing. It's really incredible. And yeah. they decided to... It's like a yeah. Toyota pickup truck sometimes. The, <laughs> yes. the human body's like, what can this thing withstand? Mm. And they decided to carry out further tests to see what was going on. A CT scan of the pelvis revealed evidence of a, quote, gas-filled structure. <gasps> yeah. What? Structure? An oil rig. Wow. A gas-filled structure like beams in the man's prostate that appeared to be connected to the rectum. This is known as a fistula, an abnormal <gasps> connection between two body parts. Oh, my God. Oh yeah. yuck! This like this something from this fucking human centipede, but like in one person's body. Yeah. I hate this. In an attempt to work out the cause, imagine trying to keep a straight face and a calm reaction being the doctor. Hmm, I see. Like, 
<laughs> that's difficult acting, isn't it? Um, so, oh, yeah, I see your ball. The problem is your bollies are hooked up to your poo-poo hole. It's very serious. <laughs> but also not to just grab the guy's head and go, what's wrong with you? How did this happen? <laughs> you have to go, hmm, well, we'll certainly look into this, Mr. Mister Smith. So in an attempt to work out the cause, doctors considered an inflammatory bowel disease and tuberculosis. They also asked the patient if he'd had any abdominal surgeries or any penetration or trauma to the rectum that might have contributed. He said he had not. Um, after investigating more, the doctors found the man had been in a three-week coma about two years ago prior uh, due to some drug intoxication. Right. Yeah. And a mad scientist snuck into the ward. Dr. Poopenstein. performed a cruel experiment. During this time, this man had a catheter inserted. So a tube in your, <gasps> in your dick hole to the bladder. Yeah. And the doctor yeah. said this appeared to have caused significant trauma. So some... Some nurse just jammed this thing in this poor oh, drug addict's oh. dick and fucked up his intestines. Wait, drug addict? Well, he was in a coma due to drug intoxication. Oh, I see. Not I as see, in they put him in a coma with legal drugs. As I in, thought it was medically induced. Okay. No, no, no. Intoxication. Oh, Lord. Um, doctor successfully performed surgery to block the connection uh, between the prostate and the rectum, and he recovered. Oh, good. Uh, University God. of Texas, this is where this is. Of course it's America. Yeah. Of course. This is this has crystal meth and OxyContin yeah. all over it. Yep. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Andy, gosh. I mean, if there's something that... If, if anything is going to make you think, God, I need a hit... It's having jizz come out of your ass and shit out of your dick. That's going to make you... I've earned... I think I've earned a little taste of the good stuff here. Yeah. I got I got shit coming out of my dick. You take the edge off. <laughs> Can I have a glass of wine? Oh, come on, it's 5pm. I've been shitting out my dick all day. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Right away. <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, bum and, and, and wee connections are not unheard of. 0.5 people per 100,000 per year. But normally it's through Oof. surgery or some sort of condition. Sperm through the butt yeah. is so rare, there are few established cases. Gosh. Oh, good. Good? I think that's good news. I think that that is good news. And, yeah, things are bigger in Texas, I guess. <laughs> that doesn't really... Mm. Yeah, even the piss is thicker. Horrible, horrible thing to say. If you're a real Texas man, piss out their asshole and shit out their dick. Oh, disgusting. Well, on that, um, is that the end of the story from Yeah, oh, that's Elder the end, Smell. all right. I mean, Elder Smell has really lived up to her name there. Thank you, Al. Yep, thank you, Al. Um, about as bud potty a story as you could imagine. About as bud potty as it's possible um, to get, I would say. But like all good stories, even this one must come to an end and we've run out of time for this episode. Yeah. But thank you all. Uh, get tickets for our tours, mm -hmm. both Pierre's and mine. And watch me on Outsiders on Dave. And um, if you're in New York City, I'm going to be doing one show Ooh. this Saturday, the 3rd of December. So at the Gramercy Theatre. The car is, is selling out, but there are a couple of tickets left. So do jump on Lovely. Uh, and check that out. 
Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. New York City. New York City. Um, but until then, we'll see you on Friday if you're a Patreon. If not, yeah. see you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.